Seven Habits to Supercharge Your Productivity. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession to teach you how to become a more productive version of yourself. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to sign up for my free seven-day productivity challenge. Just give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you simple, easily implementable strategies on how you can become more productive. Get on the seven-day productivity challenge right now by going to my website, mrproductivity.com, Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R, Mr. Productivity.com. So productivity is not that difficult to achieve. And it does take some work. It does take some intentionality. And on this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast, I want to give you seven habits that if you implement these, you will supercharge your productivity. Sound good? So let's just jump right into this. The first tip I have for you, the first habit I want you to adopt is to work smart or maybe work smarter. Let me ask you this. Are you doing too much? Now, when I ask this of people, whether on social media or my clients or from the stage, people kind of look at me like when you make a high pitch sound to a dog, they kind of cock their head to one side. And I'm like, you have a lot to do, but are you doing things that don't need to be done anymore? And that's where I came up with the O-Day method, O-D-A-E, which stands for outsource, delegate, automate, and eliminate. Take a look at everything you do during a course of a day and find out what can be outsourced and then actually go outsource it. What can be delegated, then delegate it. What can be automated, we're in 2020 now, a lot of things can be automated, and then automate it. And my favorite is eliminate. How many things are you doing every day, both at home and at work, that don't need to be done anymore? So go through the exercise. It'll really free up a lot of time. Another question I want you to consider is, are you working too many hours? You need to have balance. You need to work, but you also need to enjoy life. Now, if you love what you do and you don't consider it work, well, I say to you, that's awesome, but you still need to take time to see the flowers, smell the flowers, hang out with friends for absolutely no reason other than to hang out with your friends. Maybe you watch a game, whatever the case may be. You need to find fun things to do that are not your job, even if you love your job. And the third question is, are you doing what you really want to do in life? If yes, congratulations, but don't stop there. I want you to commit to getting better at that job that you're doing every day of your life. But if the answer is no, then what do you want to do? I want you to take some time to figure out what you're really put on this planet to do. Now, this may be involved you going someplace quiet with a notebook and a pen and writing down everything that you love to do, but you need to figure out what you love to do. You were put here for a reason. So do the exercise and figure out why you're here. Habit number two, keep your cell phone use to a minimum. If you have an iPhone, there is already a screen time enabled. 
And this, this really tells you how much time you're really spending on your smartphones. Um, a lot of people tell themselves stories. I'm not spending that much time on games and social media, whatnot. Go look at the data. Now, if you don't have an iPhone, go to the app store on your device and download a tracking device that'll track every time you're on the phone, every time you unlock your phone, every app you use. You want to find out really really and truly where you're spending your time, how much time you're spending on your devices. The truth will set your set you free. Now, here's some ideas for you. Watch television or hang out with your friends without being on your phone. Put your phone in do not disturb, maybe mute it, maybe even turn it off. Be fully present. Let me tell you something. The conversations that you have with the people in your inner circle the TV shows or movies you watch are so much better when you are fully present. When you are texting during a movie or texting when you're talking to your friends, you're not fully present. So that's an idea for you. Here's a really crazy idea that I, I learned from reading Cal Newport's great book, which I highly recommend you read, Digital Minimalism. Go out without your phone. Oh, the horrors. Yes. Go out in public without your phone. Now, since I read the book, I've been doing this more and more. And it's kind of free. Now, I now I do have a cellular Apple Watch, but I cannot surf the web on my watch. I cannot surf social media on my watch. And quite frankly, when I go out without my cell phone and I have my cellular watch, I'm very, very, very infrequently am I on my watch. I'm fully engaged. So if you were old enough to remember before cell phones, before apps, before the internet, the phone was attached to your wall in the kitchen. You didn't take it to your car or to your destination because you couldn't. And I'm 54 years young and I made it. A lot of people in my age group and older have made it. So you don't need to take your phone with you. And what's amazing is if you go someplace without your phone, how much more engaged you are. And another idea you could do is read a print book. Don't read it on your device because then you're, well, let me go check Facebook. Uh, let me go check TikTok. Let me go. Ch- all of a sudden you're, you know, don't do that. Don't read it on the Kindle app. If you've got a Kindle device, that's fine. But don't read it on the Kindle app on your iPhone or your smartphone or your tablet. Read a print book. Print books are starting to make a comeback now. And I was one of those people I was so excited when e-books got here. Now I have gone back to print books. I love going out in my backyard. My dog just sits there, watches for squirrels, and I read. It's incredible. So some ideas in order to minimize the use of your cell phone. Idea or habit number three, take a quip quick nap. So when your energy begins to drain, now I realize before I say this, that you may not work for a company that allows this or encourages this. So keep that in mind. If you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner, you may be able to do this. When your energy drains, go take a nap. Now I wouldn't do it for any more uh, than 45 minutes. What I personally do is I set my timer on my Apple Watch for one hour. And you say, wait, wait, Mark, you just said 45 minutes. No, hear me out. I set it for an hour when I'm getting ready to lay down because I don't fall asleep instantly. So I set the timer for one hour and I generally get up before the alarm goes off. 
but no longer than 45 minutes. And speaking of naps and sleep, make sure you're figuring out how much sleep you're actually getting at night. Now, they recommend a bare minimum of seven hours. Seven to nine hours is the sweet spot for sleep. And so what I do is I use an app called AutoSleep. And if it doesn't say I've reached 100% of my sleep allocation overnight based on the uh, the goal I plugged into the app, which is seven hours, I take a nap. Now, if I did receive, if I did get 100% of sleep during the night, I don't always nap. But if I'm tired or if I'm ill, like right now I'm recording this on March 15th, Pollen is really big here in Houston. I know we have the coronavirus in the world, but pollen is crazy extreme here in Houston. Everything is coated in yellow. It's just the way it is. So I will probably take a nap most days this week, just about 45 minutes because my body's trying to fight off all this pollen. I, I stay in the house with the air conditioner on, but I still have to go outside for my daily runs, which I want to talk about in just a minute. Habit number four, vent. Don't keep things bottled up inside you. Okay. Now, when I say vent, I want you to do it well. I don't want you to go screaming at people or yelling or, you know, doing anything worse than that. I want you to go find someone who is in your inner circle or someone who you trust, who is a good listener and talk calmly about what's bothering you. Verbalizing, vocalizing what you're going through helps you a lot. It kind of like releases the pressure. And here's the thing. When you go to this person, make sure that they're a good listener. You don't want someone who is going to interrupt you with all kinds of advice. You want them to just listen. And then if you ask them, hey, do you have any ideas? Then they give their ideas. If you don't ask for, they're just a listener. Just speaking these things that are bothering you in a calm manner to someone you trust really does help. Habit number five, work out. Since August 29th, 2017, I have committed to run at least one mile every day. Now, this is being released on Monday, March 16th. Uh, Allegedly, this is day number 931. So I hope, because I record these the day before they release. So hopefully I'm still, my streak is still alive at day number 931, but you don't have to run. You can take a brisk walk. Now it's really important. It's a brisk walk. You want to get your heart rate elevated. Maybe go on a hike or ride your bike, go for a swim, go to the gym. The options are nearly limitless, but what you need to do is you need to work out every day. This does so much stuff for you. It gets new oxygen in. It gets your blood flowing. So make sure you're working out every day. If you haven't done it in a while, please contact your doctor. Don't just go out and run three, four miles every day. If you haven't run a mile in 20 years, that may not be a recipe you want to complete. So, But do work out. It's really good for your productivity. Habit number six, go to bed early. Now, Since I joined the 5 a.m. club back on February 4th of this year, I've gotten up 40 of the past 41 days at 5 a.m. I had one day where I had a family emergency and I didn't get to bed at 3 a.m. And there's no way I'm going to go to bed at 3 and get up at 5. But 40 of 41 of the past day mornings, I've gotten up at 5 a.m. But in order for this to happen, I have to be in bed between 9.30 and 10. 
in order to get my minimum of seven hours of sleep. Okay. Now, what I do is I stop watching television and consuming all screens by nine o'clock. And quite frankly, because I get up at five o'clock in the morning, if I cut the screens off by nine, I'm pretty much in bed sound asleep by nine thirty. So I'm getting about seven, seven and a half hours of sleep. Now, one of the things I do is I don't just turn the TV off and get in bed. I turn the TV off. I take care of the animals. We've got, you know, a dog and a cat and, you know, brush my teeth, all kinds of that good stuff. And then I come in my bedroom and I read a print book. Remember I talked about print books earlier. I read a print book. I've got a, a soft, a soft 40 watt light bulb right next to my bed. You don't want something bright as the sun with blue light. You want a really soft light just so you can read by. So I may read a print book. I may write in my planner. I may write in my bullet journal. Whatever the case may be, that's what I do before bed. And I also make sure my room is cool. I have air moving around. Even in the time, the brief winter we have in here in Houston, I've got to have air moving around. Even if it's really cold and the heat's going, I've got to hear, that's one of the things about me, one of my idiosyncrasies, I've got to have air moving around. It's got to be dark, and I like to have white noise. Now, I, like many of you, maybe you still do, grew up in apartments, and there's a lot of noise, so when I got a house, I, I can't have it dead quiet. The power goes out, I am really in a world of hurt, because I I, I like the, the white noise. My brain attached to the white noise doesn't hear anything. If I don't have the white noise on, and someone's got their dog outside at 2 o'clock in the morning barking, I wake up. And so that's what works for me. Always do what works for you. And habit number seven, take regular breaks. I'm talking about micro breaks here, typically five to 10 minutes. Whenever you are feeling overwhelmed or frustrated, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get up from wherever you are. You have to get up from your work area, from your cubicle, from your desk, wherever you are. I want you to get up and I want you to walk someplace quiet. Don't go to the break room. Don't go where other people are. I want you optimally to go outside and you can do this even if you work in a high rise, take the elevator down, go out the front door, go around the side of the building, maybe in the parking lot, maybe back in the corner of the parking lot, wherever the case may be, where nobody is. And I don't want you on your phone. I don't want you to talk to anyone. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to take several deep breaths. I don't want you to think about why you're stressed or why you're overwhelmed or what you have to do next. I just want you to close your eyes and take several deep breaths and then you can return to work. It's going to make you feel so much better. It's going to give you a natural kick of energy and you're going to feel awesome and then repeat it as often as you need it. So let's say you're working on a really intense project and an hour goes by and you're starting to feel overwhelmed. Don't push a rope. Get up from your work area, repeat repeat the process, go outside, take some deep breaths. It really does matter. The five or 10 minutes it takes you to take a micro break is going to make a huge difference in your productivity. So again, the seven habits that'll supercharge your productivity, work smart, keep your cell phone used to a minimum, take quick naps as needed, vent nicely, calmly to someone you trust, work out every day go to bed early, and take regular breaks. If you implement these seven habits, you will 
certainly supercharge your productivity because one of the principles I have on my own show is I never tell you things I don't do myself. Now, do I do all these things perfectly? No, there are times I vent really loudly at my wife about something happened during the day, but I'm trying to get better at that. So I'm not a perfect productivity expert. I don't do these things always right every single day, but I'm very intentional about, am I doing these things to the best of my ability? Sometimes I fail, many times I succeed. So take these seven habits and implement them into your life. Now, before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Sign up for the free seven-day productivity challenge. Let me help you become a more productive version of you. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast. It would mean the world to me. And it would mean the world to me even more if you would tell two or three people that you know that would benefit from listening to the Mark Stachewski podcast. Thank you again so much for your time and attention today. I'll be back real soon with another episode. Until then, go be productive.